This episode of That's Total Mom Sense is sponsored by Sambacall. Fall is upon us, and you know what that means. Cooler weather, layers, and of course, the kids heading back to school. Have you checked off all the items on your never-ending list? New clothes, notebooks, pencils, brand new backpack. The kids want it all. But have you thought about how to keep them healthy when they're heading back to school? That's where Sambacall comes in. My kids and I recently started taking Sambacall every day to help support our immune systems so we can keep doing what we need to do. Sambacol is made from premium European black elderberries, which are natural sources of powerful antioxidants and key vitamins like A, C, and E. They help support a healthy immune system and help you power through your day. What's so great about Sambacol is that they have tons of different ways to get your daily helping of black elderberry, like syrups, gummies, chewable tablets, drink powders, capsules, and more. They have products made just for kids, too. My three kids love the Sambacol Black Elderberry Gummies. They love the flavor and remind me to give it to them when we're rushing out the door during drop-off. Make a healthy immune system part of your back-to-school strategy this year with Sambacol. My listeners can receive 15% off their next order of $9.99 or more at SambacolUSA.com by using my promo code MOMSENSE15 at checkout. That's 15% off your order of $9.99 or more at Sambacol, spelled S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-USA.com. And remember, use code MOMSENSE15 at checkout. And here's a pro tip. Save the promo code and the website address in your notes app. I know you're busy, too busy to remember this promo code and sort through the episodes to find it. So it's MOMSENSE15 and the website is SambucolUSA.com. This episode has been brought to you by Lunia and Lago. Whether you're waking up at night or just calling it a night, Lunia is your daily reminder to find beauty in the everyday. Lunia's mission is to elevate rest ever since it was founded in 2014 by Los Angeles native Ashley Merrill. Known for pioneering washable silk and cashmere, they've expanded into other signature fabrics like organic Pima and cozy cotton silk. Everything Lunia makes is designed to tangibly improve rest with products as functional as they are beautiful, sleepwear with patented no-twist waistbands, strategic ventilation, stay-put sleeves, and state-of-the-art fabrics are just some of the rest-centric innovations that are at the foundation of the brand. I love the short robe. It's a robe reimagined. It's constructed of the most buttery fabric, organic Pima, and it feels super soft to the touch and it's cooling too. When I'm just looking for some time to wind down at night or if I don't have to get ready till after my workout, I live in this robe and it's a very flattering silhouette. So if I have to wear it out to a drop off, no one's ever going to know. Use my special code MOMSENSE20 to receive receive $20 off your first order of $100 or more at lunia.co. At the beginning, I definitely heard a hundred no's and it was a difficult until I started to kind of, I guess, gain more confidence where I would walk in and own it. And I think that's the most important thing that I've even learned 
throughout my life with my C-section scar as well and gaining weight after being, you know, a mother and not losing the weight as soon as I thought I would and being different than I was pre-baby, I had to just embrace it. And I think that it took me a long time, but once you embrace it and that confident like radiates out of you, that's when things start coming towards you. Like it's, I guess, the laws of attraction or the label you want to put in it, but it has a lot of truth to it. It's like when you feel insecure, you feel like everyone is against you. Hi there, it's Kanika. Get ready for another season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview global thought leaders on their life stories, the legacy they're passing on to their kids, and of course, their mom sense and dad sense superpower. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Hey, I'm Daphne Oz. Hi, I'm Shawnee Darden. Hi, this is Chris Lynn. Hi, I'm Bob Nishamalan. Hi, this is Tony Leroy. Hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Hi, I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Hi, this is Michael Perry, founder of Maple. And you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's our mission to be inclusive. So we're having dads pull up a seat at the table. Tune in to my new monthly segment, What Matters Most with Maple, featuring my co-host, Michael Perry, tech founder and devoted father of two. Thank you to my brand partners, community, and you, yes, you, for making this podcast possible. Episodes release every Thursday. Join my tribe by logging on to thatstotalmomsense.com and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Newsflash, there's no such thing as the snapback or getting back to your pre-baby weight after childbirth. Our bodies transform and organs move around in preparation for childbirth. So it's unrealistic for us to think that a few weeks later, we can go back to how we used to be. Many of us, including me, have had C-sections and our scars are proof of how resilient and miraculous the female body is. If you haven't heard of her already, Model Kelly Hughes is making waves as the first model featured in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue to show off her C-section scar. Kelly Hughes started modeling over 20 years ago with Next Models, her mother agency. When she started her career, there was something about that energy and adrenaline on set that made her embrace this industry and never look back. In 2009, work slowed due to the recession, so Hughes began working part-time in a restaurant and noticed that her manager had a stack of bracelets on his wrist. She went home that night, and out of a determined spirit and a God-given talent, she made her first bracelet that would launch her jewelry line, Hughes. With word of mouth, she sold over 200 bracelets, and she launched her first store base on Lincoln Road in Miami, and now has her unisex jewelry collection worn by celebrities, including Jay Balvin, Ricky Martin, Cheyenne, Zion, Inonix, Alicia Keys, Maxwell, Young Thug, and so many more. In 2018, Kelly added mother to her already impressive resume, which she credits as her most rewarding accomplishment. She's the poster child for motherhood with her bikini centerfold, embracing what all moms should, scars and all. Kelly, welcome to That Total Mom Sense. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure. So let's start from the very beginning. What are some of the lessons you learned during your childhood that you apply to your day-to-day life now? The biggest thing is just learning how to take a no and turning that into a yes or turning that into your yes. Maybe it's not a yes for what you were asking for or the interview you were going on or what you were seeking, but it turns into a different yes. And thankfully I did because when I started modeling, 
you definitely get a lot of no's. Like I definitely, I still get a lot of no's, even all the accomplishments that I've had and all the things I've done, you still hear no a lot. And especially in the world that we live in today, it's harder and harder for the youth to accept that. I think that they feel like their world is crashing down on them and they don't know how to turn it into a positive. So I definitely think like any childhood lesson or anything that I would say to the younger me is always to remember that no doesn't mean it's no forever and definitely to turn it into a yes. So how did you get into modeling? It was kind of a funny story. So I wasn't, a lot of girls start really young, like 12, 13, like they get out there. And I didn't, I wasn't really able to do castings and things like that younger. Plus it wasn't really my, it wasn't really something that I thought I would do. It was, I wasn't really into necessarily the fashion industry. And then when I was around 18, I started working in a salon and I found it really interesting. Obviously all the hair products, all the beauty products, the makeup. And the guy that was working there was like, you should model. He just suggested that I sent my comp card or like some pictures. I didn't have a comp card at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Agencies. And luckily I got with a smaller agency in Miami. Well, it wasn't really small Miami, but it was an agency in Boca, actually. I was living in Boca at the time in Florida. And then I got a bigger agency in Miami called Karen Model at the time. A friend of mine that I was working with shortly after told me, you know, you should really go to Europe and get that whole thing, the wheels in motion on being in Europe because it's good for your pictures. It's good for you. It's publicity. It's all these things. And I actually, because this is going back quite a few years, um, mailed my comp card at that time that I had from the agency to Ricardo Guy, which was one of the biggest agencies at the time in um, Italy. And I actually had to mail it, which is the funny part. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> there was really no like email communication at that time set up throughout the industry. So I mailed it. They gave me a call and I went over there for about six months. And that completely transformed my life because I came back a different person. Like I learned about fashion. My style kind of changed. My confidence went up. I got the pictures that I needed. And essentially that's when I decided to go see Next Models, which is who I'm with now. And I've been with them ever since. And that's when I really feel like I became a full-time model. At the beginning, I definitely heard a hundred no's. Um, and it was a it was it was difficult until I started to kind of, I guess, gain more confidence where I would walk in and own it. And I think that's the most important thing that I've even learned throughout my life with my C-section scar as well. And gaining weight after being, you know, a mother and not losing the weight as soon as I thought I would and being different than I was pre-baby, I had to just embrace it. And I think that it took me a long time, but once you embrace it and that confident, like radiates out of you that's when things start coming towards you like it's I guess the laws of attraction or the label you want to put on it but it has a lot of truth to it it's like when you feel insecure you feel like everyone is against you you know what I mean that's bad for you but it's incredible when you actually are like no this is who I am and I believe in myself and if it's not this job it's the next job or if it's not this audition or this interview or this possibility you know this opportunity the next one will come so I think that that's where you start building that thicker skin and you kind of get used to being okay with the nose that's so cool and tell us what incited your pivot into jewelry it was a really strange time in 2009 and I think most people can relate to that moment where it wasn't like complete collapse but definitely the housing market was being affected here at least in Miami and some of the other states were affected more than others I was a property owner in Miami and um, I had an apartment and I had been modeling at that point, I think for 10 years um, without any other income, like completely a full-time model. So when I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, obviously I have this apartment, I have bills to pay. 
And I don't want to lose my house or, you know, you start thinking all all these possibilities that could happen. Like how bad will it get? What will happen if I can't even sell it? Because it's worth half of what I paid. And I think these are all natural things that we run into. I mean, now as a mother, it's a whole different ballgame. At that time, I wasn't a mother yet. Responsibility changes, obviously, as a parent. But I think that at that time, I still was just extremely responsible and just like, okay, I need to be proactive. I don't want to get myself in a bad situation because work hadn't completely stopped, but it definitely slowed down. Obviously, the day rates that you get as a model are really hard to compensate by working in just a regular, you know, like at a restaurant or something like that, because unless it's a service or um, some jobs here really do pay well in the restaurant industry. But I wasn't really sure how far or where I was going to go with it. And I hadn't been in that industry in so long that maybe I wouldn't even get that opportunity. So a friend of mine was working at a restaurant. Um, it was actually called Philippe Chow. They had just opened it from New York. And I just basically went over there and just saw what the options were. And they said that I could be like essentially a hostess, kind of like running the floor. It was kind of a cool job because, you know, I could wear all black and kind of be cute about it. But immediately when I started working there, of course, people came in that knew me and they were like, oh, like you're working here now? And talk about a humbling experience. Yeah. Because I felt like it was kind of looked down on. And I'm like, why do we do this to people that are out there, you know, just trying to succeed in what they're doing and continue doing it? Doesn't mean they quit their dreams. Doesn't mean that they're not successful in what they were doing. But I think it should be an honorable thing, not something that you look down on. And like, I did definitely feel that pushback of like, oh, why are you working here? You're not modeling anymore. Are things not going well for you? And it was just a very negative take. And that was very humbling. But at the same time, once again, like that knowing me that we keep talking about. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be bold about this because I don't feel that that's the right way to look at it. At the same time, like, you know, girls in Miami, like, do all sorts of things to get, yes. you know what I mean? Like it's a very expensive place to live and now it's even more expensive. You know, there's options out there and what you can do and it shouldn't be looked down. You know what I mean? Now people do Uber driving, they do Uber Eats, they do whatever it takes. And I just find that so honorable to like make sure that you're paying your bills and doing whatever you have to do without any shame. So I just was strong about it. And thankfully one of the big time owners came in and he goes, he was with a friend of his that had known me for years as a model. And he goes, hey, you have royalty working for you here. And then it became like a family. And it just kind of changed. I think being that I was doing a good job in my job and not, you know, having an attitude or feeling too good for the job and just really just showing up every time I was, I was only there twice a week. But the owner, one of the managers, sorry, not the owner, the managers had the bracelets. He was from Greece, had these incredible bracelets. And he was like, make me a bracelet. Because I was always creative. And in small talk, I had mentioned that I make things. And I made a bracelet for him. And um, he just started wearing it. And word of mouth spread. And people just started buying them. And I think I sold over 200 bracelets. And they weren't very, you know, they weren't so, so super expensive. But they were like $125, which isn't like $20 either. So yes, yes. And when word started spreading, it was really incredible because I had no idea what was to come from that. Essentially, I was like, all of a sudden, friends of mine were like, we'll make a logo for you and I'll help you with a website. And and luckily with all the creative people I had in my life being in the industry, there was a store called Base on Lincoln Road, which was the coolest store at the time for accessories. And somebody saw from Base a guy that had bought from me wearing it, invited me to come in and I got my first store. So essentially, that's really what was the catalyst to the whole change of me becoming a jewelry designer. My lesson in this always was if I had never taken a couple steps back and worked at that restaurant, I would have never had my jewelry brand. 
So tell us a little bit about you know, your birthing experience and then how you became a mom. Thankfully, I had my son. I got pregnant at 37. I got pregnant very easy and everything was working, you know, seeming to go really well with my pregnancy. But it wasn't until obviously I went into labor that I stumbled upon all these issues. Well, when I went to have my birth, I wanted a hypnobirthing. I wanted a natural birth. I had studied natural birthing. And essentially, C-section wasn't an option just because of work purposes. I started looking into all the things I had to do to do that. But C-section was definitely not one of them because I was like, okay, it's going to be a difficult you know, recovery. It's going to delay everything. So when I did end up after 36 hours, have to go into a C-section, oh my goodness. I really just like learned. I was just like, all right, you know what? This is like my first lesson in motherhood. I have to be okay with it because me being healthy and my son being healthy is the most important thing. And Really, who cares what kind of birth I have? So I did a C-section and everything seemed to go fine. My son was completely fine, thank God. Um, But a few days later after I left the hospital, I had to go back to the hospital. I had a really bad infection. Eight days later, I had another surgery. I had to go home with a pick line and drain bags and had to give myself IV, you know, medicine three times a day. Meanwhile, I had this baby and all these things started happening. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're just like, whoa. So essentially my introduction to motherhood was gnarly. <laughs> like it was like, yes. whoa. Yes. like, this is it. So something that I find even more amazing is after learning about your birth experience um, and the story behind that and how trying it was, you allowed your body to heal, you recovered, and now you're making history as the first woman for Sports Illustrated to be showing off her C-section scar and embracing what that means. And you're being um, an advocate and you're empowering so many other moms who look to you and are no longer feeling self-conscious anymore. It's incredible the stance that you've taken. So yeah, I just kudos to you for doing that. You know, I was definitely on the journey of like, getting rid of the, you know, not getting rid of how you do it, but working through my insecurities of my or working through the trauma of what came from it. Because I think that's another factor that we kind of like forget. I mean, when I was going to my birthing class, we went through like women's birth right, like basically like what women went through in birthing. And only not many years ago, did you go to the hospital and not have a birth plan? You didn't have a choice. Like the doctors told you what you were going to do. And that was it. Like we didn't have all these options that we have today. I definitely feel like some women have this guilt when they have a C-section or they feel this obligation to try to have a specific birth plan and go a certain way. And it's really hard for us to like, let go of all that stuff in the moment. Um, And then we're really hard on ourselves, you know, because we want everything to be perfect. I mean, this is like the biggest moment in your life, especially as a first time mom. I mean, I think when you go for the second or the third, you're kind of a little bit more, you've had that experience. So you know what to expect a little bit more. But I think your first time around, like you don't know what to expect. And I was just like not understanding, like, what, how did this get so difficult? Do you know, like, cause I just felt so alone as well. I mean, like I was in a separate area when I was actually like with my infection and they were trying to figure it out and they didn't want my son to come there because it wasn't maternity anymore. And there's obviously arms and all these things. And he was only a one week old baby. And I was like, no, my son has got to come every single day, but he would only stay like 30 minutes, but that's nothing, you know, like that was just not my plan. So I definitely feel like full circle, to be able to tell my story now has given that moment so much purpose. And another thing, another life lesson that I was like, wow, like I didn't understand it then, but it had such a bigger meaning. And like, 
I guess God had such a bigger plan that it was going to be used by this story. And I'm so happy that I actually went through that because I wouldn't be able to share that now and encourage so many. And the response from so many women was so empowering. And the way that they felt from seeing and being represented by these photos in the Sports Illustrated, that was worth it for me forever. Like I would go through it again to have that same experience. Because seriously, like unless someone kind of has the experience, it's hard to communicate what it would feel like if you haven't gone through it. And so many women, even if they don't have a difficult birth, they struggle mentally. So I think that, you know, I was going through it physically and mentally. I think that it all just kind of crashed down on me. But I think that the most important thing is overcoming your insecurities and really embracing it. And once I embraced it, like I had told Freedom Mom because they were the the brand behind this huge campaign. They're a pay with change partner with Sports Illustrated. And if it wasn't for them, these photos wouldn't have been in Sports Illustrated, which is so amazing that they're really paving the way for mothers today and for the way that we, you know, products that we use on our children, they're reinventing them. And and they're really an incredible brand and what they stand for. Would you light my candle? I just love the musical Rent. And you know what else I love? Winding down by lighting my Brooklyn candle after a long day as I curl up with an inspiring book or journal in my notepad. My favorite scents are Santorini Escapist, which reminds me of my honeymoon to Greece, and Midnight Mojito, my favorite cocktail. Brooklyn Candle Studio was founded by Tamara Main in 2013. The candles are handmade in Brooklyn and check a lot of boxes, 100% soy wax, plant-based and sustainable and free of toxins like phthalates, parabens, sulfates, petroleum and dyes. All the vessels can be reused and repurposed and the company limits the use of plastic with none during shipping. It's a luxury home fragrance at an accessible price point with the majority of the products ranging from just $18 to $40. Use my code MOMSENSE20 to receive 20% off your first purchase. So after the entire family's asleep, go ahead and light a candle to transport yourself to Maui or Kyoto and indulge in other products like room mists, diffusers, and bath bars. Good night. Yes, it's so, so important. Um, And you partnered with Estas Beauty and did a whole campaign. It was hashtag Scar Love Challenge, which is great because it had a charity aspect uh, with the world of children as well. So tell us about that and how can other C-section moms get involved? Because I think like moving forward, I just felt this responsibility to do more. I think that like after seeing the responses of how motivated, empowered, represented, and seen and heard, essentially women felt from seeing pictures in SI, I was like, okay, how much more would they feel empowered if they saw hundreds of people embracing their scars and not just C-section scars? Because there's all different types of scars. And I think that the struggle is still there. I think that, you know, when we have a baby, it adds on a different experience that's more unique to the C-section scar specifically. But I think that, you know, mothers in general can relate, even if you don't have a C-section or you have a natural birth, because I think a lot of those other things come with birthing in general. But then there's just like this feeling of insecurities about your bodies, changes in your body as you age, there's scars, there's all sorts of things that we go through. So I just didn't want to limit it to just one group of people. Like people were really honest with me in some of their messages and, you know, they were in pain or they were hurting or they felt alone. At the actual SI launch event weekend, one of the photographers came up to me and just said, wow, like, 
you know, I I'm here to work, but I just want to tell you like how much you empowered me. And I'm a new mom for the second time. And I just feel horrible about myself and what I'm going through. And she didn't even have a C-section. And she said, just your story alone. And she started to cry and share her story. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, there's people that are just hurting in any way. And I think that the point is right now is like how important it is and what a responsibility that we have to encourage one another. So my idea with Estes was because they believe in, you know, they, they have a product to basically it's like skincare and they don't believe in getting rid of your scars. They believe in like nourishing them and taking care of them because scars are skin. And I feel like sometimes there's like a double, like a double benefit from that, right? So your skin obviously needs to be nourished, but sometimes when you love on the thing that you hate the most, you actually overcome the insecurity. That's why I suggested, I was like, sometimes like taking a picture of something that you don't really maybe love. And then you look at it and you realize it's really not that bad. Maybe you feel like people are looking at it or it's strange, but it's really not that way. And, but we get ourselves in our heads and that's why they're called insecurities. But essentially, I was right. like, how great would this be to inspire people to take a picture, first of all, of something that they're most insecure about. Gift them with a care package of these amazing oils and treatment for the scar. And then give back to the world of children, since essentially this came from me having a child. I wanted to obviously sponsor children, but also just give like a place where people can go and see these hundreds of photos of everyone embracing their scars. So was there anything that you did in your recovery process that you're like, oh, I, I can give this little nugget to somebody who's, who needs it? Yeah, definitely. Well, Freedom Mom has a C-section kit, which I wish that they had that when I had my C-section because it's really amazing. Um, not only are their underwear really amazing because the hospital underwear are just really flimsy and fall oh, apart. Yeah. They've completely upgraded mm-hmm. the underwear um, that you wear after having a baby, even if it's not a C-section. And then they also have a compression band and a few other products in there that are really, really helpful for a C-section. And the fact that they have a mom kit where it's all there for you, it's really nice because you, you won't forget anything. And I definitely think that the compression bands are wonderful to continue wearing. Um, I actually suggested in actually an I just a story of mine the other day that you actually sleep in the band. And I wouldn't say do it like right after. Well, I think right after labor, they do recommend that you stay with it on most of the day. But mm-hmm. even on, you can you don't have to wear it during the day. But if you sleep with it at night, because I got a lot of messages about people having a shelf over their C-section scar. So I kind of explained that, that you can tend to get scar tissue, like which is like a bump over the scar, which yeah. is like a shelf technically. So from the side, you normally see it more than from the front. But what I did was um, Curvy's, this brand Curvy's, that they have a bunch of like faja, we call it in Miami, which is really shapewear, but we call them fajas. That's like Colombians and like Venezuelans have been wearing these for years. They become more trendy now in the United States, but they're shapewear basically, but it's a waist trainer band. And I I just sleep in it even now to this day. Some nights I sleep in it um, because it really helped to just level the scar out um, and just make it more even. And I think that that really, really helped me for sure. Oh, that's great advice. Now let's take it back to your jewelry. I know you're wearing a lot of the pieces now. Tell us the inspiration behind, you know, how you came up with this collection. Biggest thing with the jewelry was I've always loved men's accessories. And in New York, um, Mark by Mark Jacobs had these really fun stores in the village, in the West Village, where they were just like trinket stores kind of in a way. And they had like the men's section and the women's section. And I was just like, why do I always have to go to the men's section? Because they have <laughs> men's watches and all this stuff. And I, and I just was like, why does it have to have a label on it in general? Like, this should just be a sure. label. 
door. So that was like how I used to feel. And that was back in the 2000s, you know? So now it's become more trendy and normalized to have unisex or genderless, and it should be that way. And I don't think we always have to put, you know, placement on things all the time. Um, But my thing was that basically I realized early on, I was like, look, if I make things for men, women will wear it. So men will wear it as well. But essentially, if it's made for women, normally the men don't wear it. So it's like, why don't I gear it towards men, but just have it unisex? So basically all of the jewelry, the manager that I mentioned in the restaurant was from Greece. And um, he had like these knot bracelets, which I guess they do in the monasteries there. And they're very known. And they're just simple, like string bracelets with just knot after knot. And it's like a rosary would be where every knot is a prayer. And I just like the style of it. And it was like, how can I kind of play off that and just make something for fun? So essentially, that's where these pieces started to come into play, which mm-hmm. these are woven Cuban links, which obviously being from Miami, the Cuban link resonated with me. But then the string factor was really hard to find because I wanted to find a string that you could have a slip knot so it fit everyone. Once again, back to the size issue, obviously, of man or woman or just you know, everybody has a different wrist size. So you can just slide this knot. It gets pretty big there and it fits pretty much everyone. And then you can kind of like wrap these around or let them hang. But this is a very, very popular bracelet. I have some pieces that are hundred. I would say the average collection was between hundred and 200 and they're all handmade, very quality items, gold filled, or I do have some sterling silver on gunmetal and matte black, all different base metals. But I was like, how can I elevate this? So I went downtown Miami, like literally with my son in one of those little backpack carriers. And it's like 95 degrees here. And I was like, I need to find people to help work with me. And it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Like people just didn't want to work with you if they didn't know you. And it was very like, go to the next guy, go to the next guy, go to the next guy. And finally, I got a few people to work with me. And eventually, I started to make these absolutely stunning Cuban link bracelets and necklaces that are satin gold, which everybody is right now like a huge fan of. Um, All of this is customized, my custom class with my molds. And they work really well and really beautiful backlink with these bracelets. And you can stack them because I never wanted people to feel like, the trend changed and now they have to get rid of this piece they invested in. I just want them to add to their collection. Um, one section I wanted to get into was I'm working with a brand called Baby Asian. They're a new breast pump on the block. And so I'd love for you to answer our pump and dump segment questions. If, if you're cool with that, where is the weirdest place that you have pumped? <laughs> For me, it was probably just in my car because there's really no quiet place. Like the city of Miami is really busy and people walk right by your car. What uh, Galacticogs, you know, were you kind of introduced to that you swear by? And that's, you know, what a Galacticog is, is something that helps kind of rev up your milk production. I definitely was into all of the, I guess it's fennel. Mm -hmm. The fennel in the tea, all the herbal teas I used. And I think that just being diligent with it and like actually feeding as often as possible was the only thing that started to get back my milk. But I think that all those kind of played a part in it, right? Like, I think that all those things really do work. And if you just kind of combine them all, drinking a ton of water, all of those things, I think that you'll gain back your milk a little bit. You might not gain it to the point like I did. I didn't gain it to a full feed, but I definitely think that they helped because otherwise I had no milk at all. Yes. Okay, this is fist bumps for breast pumps. <laughs> Tell us a breastfeeding win or pumping win that you had. At the beginning, when I first gave birth, before I obviously had the second surgery, 
it was so hard to get my son to latch and to understand how to do that. And I'm sure some babies are easier than others, but it's incredible like how we're just once again thinking that it's just going to work out. And it doesn't. Like you actually have to sometimes put the effort into it or have help with it. And thankfully I did have a really nice nurse in the hospital that helped me to figure it out, but it didn't just come as natural at first. And then I think after my surgeries and all that, when I came home, I was so like proactive that it just seemed that he latched much easier. I guess I just felt more comfortable in it. Yes, definitely. There's a win in seeing milk. There's a win in overcoming when you're told that you probably won't be able to breastfeed and you're able to do any at all. There's like a win and just latching. There's, I mean, small things became wins for sure. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, I completely agree. And lastly, what was your breast pump saying to you? Oh, I don't know. I just didn't feel like a woman or a human or whatever. I just felt like really strange about it. I definitely like struggled with that one, but I do appreciate the pump because there's really like those times that you just either can't feed and then it really does generate more milk for sure. So I like without it, it would be a disaster. And so I'm so thankful for them. But I think that, you know, you're right about the murring, you know, like you just sit there and you're like, okay, where can my mind take me? So a lot of times you just try to be on my phone or listen to music to kind of like mute it out a little bit. Because I I might have a process at that point. Like I said, I was very positive as much as I could be just to be thankful to even be like the minute a little bit of milk would come out, I would just be like, yeah. So I would be really happy. I mean, the amount of milk I was able to store was so minimal because I gave my son like every drop. So the next section is mom sense or nonsense. Mom guilt will never go away. Oh gosh. That's such a challenge. I just have to say yes or no. Yeah, right. That's a very real thing. But for me, I don't struggle with that as much. A baby bump is more miraculous than a six pack. Mom sense, yeah. The metaverse is going to take over our real life someday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and society has a long way to go to change for the better. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Tell us about a mom sense moment that you've had. Well, for me, definitely the first doctor's appointment I had with my son with his pediatrician, which was not at the normal time frame. It was much later because of everything that happened to me. She just looked over at me and she was really concerned about me. She's like, actually, I think that this appointment should be more for you than your son. She's like, I'm really worried about you. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm just happy to be here and, you know, getting through this. And she said something to me I'll never forget. She said, the more you try to control, the more things will spin out of control. She's like, literally, I was like, you know what? I've never been the type to be over controlling. At least I don't think I, maybe somebody in my life would say I was, but I don't think I was, but I think I took that and I really, really navigating my parenting style with that. And she tells me time and time again, every time I come back now, she's like, you were the most relaxed first time mom I've ever met. And I was like, you know, you remember you told me that the first visit and I never forgot it. And she's so right because the more you try to control every little thing the kid is doing or every little thing that's going on around you, the more things seem to just spiral out of control. And I think that us as moms, we carry a lot of like responsibility to like make sure the house looks right, make sure like our relationships are still thriving, you know, within marriages that I think that, you know, we want the kids to be perfect everyone to look perfect, everything to be perfect. And it's just not realistic. And I think that the more that we force that, the more things that are actually slipping out of our control. And it's just, you know, we just got to let go a little bit sometimes. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? 
well, now I'm living by my scar quote. Yes. It was embrace. Um, it wasn't until I embraced my scar that I experienced the power in it. I think that I'm really living by that currently. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being on that swim of mom sense. You are an absolute joy and we're so inspired by what you're doing with your Thank you. I'm so happy to have this conversation with you and to continue spreading this word. Thanks for listening to today's special episode. Kelly, you are a force. Sports Illustrated began publishing its swimsuit issue back in 1964. So this is the first time in 58 years that we're seeing a model who's a mother show off her C-section scar. It's absolutely groundbreaking for the fashion and modeling industries and allows all of us to embrace what many of us view as our flaws. They're actually realistic and mirror the real world and they're what make us unique and beautiful. So thanks, Kelly, for bringing that to light. Check out Press on Kelly Hughes and by the magazine if you can. It's certainly going to be worth a pretty penny over time. Kelly's jewelry line is equally refreshing. Use my code MOMSENSE25 to receive 25% off when you log on to buyhues.com and that's spelled B-Y-H-U-E-S.com. You can shop women's and men's for bracelets and neck pieces and rings. Everything is unisex and truly makes a statement. I personally love the open link chain necklace and Azel Pave eye bracelet. I'm going to give a special shout out to a listener who wrote a review on Apple Podcasts, Tara Wilson. She's from Florida and she writes, absolutely love this podcast. It helps you navigate motherhood and Kanika is so genuine. You can learn a lot, but also enjoy yourself while listening. Thank you, Tara. And as a special gift for you, email me at that's total mom sense at gmail.com and I'll send you some curated gifts from my brand partners and some that's total mom sense merch. Tune in to other episodes and browse my YouTube channel for highlights. You can just type that's total mom sense into search and everything will come up. If you haven't subscribed already, Definitely subscribe to the show and rate and review it. It helps a ton. You can visit my link, that's totalmomsense.com backslash iTunes to leave a review. And you can check out my website, that's totalmomsense.com for a guide on how to leave a review. Write to me at that's totalmomsense at gmail.com. I love reading and replying to your fan mail. And you can follow me on Instagram where I'm most active at the handle Kanika Chada Gupta and that's total mom sense. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense with everything you do. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you next time. That's total mom sense.